Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel. And this is not an interesting book so far. We're in the fourth chapter, and Nebuchadnezzar is actually recounting this fourth chapter. He may have written it even, okay? But he is the one who is speaking. And he's talking about how he had a dream and how he called all his wise guys and they couldn't interpret it. Finally, he called Daniel, and Daniel was going to bring the interpretation. We saw where the dream was interpreted, and it really rattled Daniel because Daniel said, Oh, king, I wish this was about your enemies, those that hate you. But it's about you, man. And at the very end of it, because it's a tough dream, the interpretation, Daniel said, hey, uh, listen to my advice. May it be pleasing to you. And he tells the king, break away now from your sins and do so and do righteousness and break away from your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor in case there may be a prolonging of your prosperity. So he's telling the king, hey, why don't you do this and see? Maybe God will relent. Maybe there'll be a prolonging of your prosperity if you show that, you know, okay, I'm going to turn away from my sins. What I've been saying, I really believe. Remember how you'd been saying that Daniel's God was the most righteous God and the most high God? So did Nebuchadnezzar really do this? Well, we're not told point blank, but I think he might have done it for a period of time. And I want to show you why because of the next couple of verses. The Verse 28, the last verse we left off on, said this. All this happened to Nebuchadnezzar the king. Now, this is Nebuchadnezzar saying this. So he's saying, all this happened to me. Now, verse 29. Twelve months later, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. Now, notice how this changed right here. Okay, It's gone from Nebuchadnezzar talking to all of a sudden it's talking about he was walking. He was doing this, okay, that this was happening. So it's given a little different perspective of things. And so it's 12 months later. It's 12 months after the dream was interpreted. So it sounds to me like God was giving him a chance, don't you think? And that perhaps he even sees that for a moment, for a period of time, that maybe he did turn away from his sin. Maybe he did turn away from his iniquities. Maybe he did show righteousness and practice righteousness and help the poor, show mercy on the poor. But now it's 12 months later. And Nebuchadnezzar is walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. So he's walking along one day. <laughs> we see this kind of thing gets you sort of in trouble, okay? Nothing wrong with walking. Nothing wrong with admiring the beauty, <coughs> but it has a, a, it's a heart issue. Uh, David did the same kind of thing. David, King David, was walking along on his roof one day and looked over across another roof, and what did he see? A Sheba taking a bath. That's right, Bathsheba, and got him in all sorts of trouble. Now, watch what happens in verse 30 of Daniel 4. The king reflected and said, Is this not Babylon the Great, which I myself have built as a royal residence by the might of my power and for the glory of my majesty? Whoa. It's a year later. And remember what he was saying before, that it's the Lord God who does this. It's the Lord God who's sovereign, who reigns supreme. But now he's saying what? Yeah, yeah. Now, this is all an account of this. So this has all already happened. So it's been written down for us where we see what's happening, what's going on. He was saying that this residence, this royal residence, has been built by my power. And then he tells us why. And for the glory of my majesty. Well, we've known this all along ever since we met this dude. 
that it was all about him. Let me tell you what, folks. There's a lot of folks that profess to be believers, particularly in the leadership of churches, and everything they do, it's all about them. Oh, yeah, it looks like they're building great churches and building up all sorts of magnificent works unto the Lord. Uh-uh. It's all for their glory. It's all for their majesty. And it's all by the might of the power of their hands. You know, quite often people say, well, you know, somebody just sort of quit doing what God called them to do because they were just burned out, burned out. Now, hear me carefully here, okay? I understand, and I don't want to sound rude, okay, and paint a broad brush about anybody. But most time when people are burned out, it's because they have been seeking to do what the Lord has called them to do in the flesh. They're not moving in the power of the Spirit. They're not being dependent upon the Lord. They're doing it in the flesh, and yes, the flesh will burn out. So the king's reflecting, and he's just thinking how mighty he is. Isn't this great? And remember the hanging gardens of Babylon where he would have been walking along right here. It was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It was beautiful. He says, haven't I built this for myself? Isn't it by my power? Watch what happens. Verse 31. While the word was in the king's mouth, a voice came down from heaven saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared, sovereignty has been removed from you, and you will be driven away from mankind, and your dwelling place will be with the beasts of the field. You will be given grass to eat like cattle, and seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes. Verse 33. Immediately, the word concerning Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled, and he was driven away from mankind and began eating grass like cattle. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Hmm. Can you imagine how long your hair would grow? Seven years. How long your fingernails would grow? over a period of seven-year period. That's what it is. It says seven period of time is seven years. Nebuchadnezzar had been warned about this in the dream. Daniel comes back and tells him about the dream, tells him the interpretation, quoting the exact terms that uh, Nebuchadnezzar used in describing the dream. Now, somebody from heaven right here doesn't say who it was, okay? Um, just says a voice from heaven this time. It wasn't one of the... Uh, uh, Elohim or anything like that. We're not sure who it is. <clears throat> Tells him, this is what's going to happen. It's been declared. Sovereignty has been removed from you. We don't know how this happened. We don't know exactly what it is. In the natural and in the world, we would just say he lost his mind. And he's, he's described that way, that he has the mind of a beast. Remember that descriptor? That he doesn't have the mind of man anymore, but he has the mind of a beast. And he was going to have this for seven periods of time until he recognized that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and that the Most High bestows his rulership on whomever he wishes. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar, it's not because you have built this great residency by your power. And it's not for the glory that you have. It's for the glory of the Most High God that he bestows this over the realm of mankind. Nebuchadnezzar would have said that, oh, yes, 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 I believe this is who the Most High God is. I believe, I believe. But his believing loyalty lied some, somewhere else. His believing loyalty 
was in himself and what he was able to do. And I tell you, man, there's a lot of folks exactly like that today. We need to learn from the example of Nebuchadnezzar. We'll see more later in the next episode. I'll see you then. Goodbye.